This is Joseph Boulware, and I'd like to welcome you to another podcast of Hatikva Hamashiach Ministries. This podcast will want to focus on answering the question, what does it mean to be holy? In Genesis 17:1, Yetevave appeared to Avram or Avraham when he was 99 years old and told him, I am El Shaddai, walk before me and be perfect. Many years later, his son, Messiah Yeshua, instructed his followers, Therefore, be perfect as your Father in the heavens is perfect. That's from Matthew 5.48. Now, growing up in a world where it was commonly taught that believers were simply sinners saved by grace and that no one could ever master the sin that so easily entangles us, well, these commandments sounded almost impossible, at least until we learn the meaning of the Hebrew word perfect. In the Tanakh, perfect is translated from the word tamim, which means to be blameless. Or, in other words, your sins have been forgiven. It's from a root word that means to cease or require nothing more. So what we understand from the Hebrew text is that Yudhei is El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, called upon Abraham to repent for his sins and to walk blamelessly before him, guarding and doing his commandments, and trusting in him as El Shaddai for all the faith and strength that he would need to do so. Now this is a bit of a conundrum for many who argue, but the Torah wasn't given until Mount Sinai. So how could Avraham keep his commandments? Now the simple answer is that Yehovah told him to keep his commandments, so he evidently had taught him to our patriarch at some time in his life. In Genesis 18:19, for example, Yehovah told the two messengers who had accompanied him when he came to address the sins of Sodom, Amora, Adma, and Zeboim, that he had known Avraham and that he commands his children and his household after him to guard the way of Yehovah to do righteousness and right ruling. Years later, when Yehovah appeared to Yitzchak, or Isaac, his son, he promised Yitzchak that he would increase his seed like the stars of the heavens and give all the lands of Israel to his seed because... Avraham obeyed his voice and guarded his charge, his commands, his laws, and his statutes. The way of Yehovah had been revealed to men years before it became necessary to record them in stone on Mount Sinai and have Moshe write them in the book of the covenant that is found in Exodus chapter 24. Messiah Yeshua made it clear that learning to be perfect or blameless as our Father is blameless is not an option for those who graft into the seed of Abraham. Just to be clear, grafting into the seed of Abraham means to become a Hebrew, to become a part of Yehovah's chosen people, Israel. Paul addressed this in the book of Romans. Now that's a tall order, but understand, it's not an impossible one. The Messiah didn't set his followers up to fail. Through him, we have been given the power and the authority to persevere and overcome, to be like Father Abraham and walk blamelessly before El Shaddai. And it is because he is El Shaddai and because his son gave his life that we can be blameless. Not sinless now, but blameless. The way to be perfect for us is the same way as it was for Father Abraham. We must sincerely repent of our sins and return to guarding and obeying his charge, his laws, his commandments, and his statutes. 
And now once we understand that we are to be perfect, which means blameless, and blameless doesn't mean sinless, we find out that we are also called to be holy. In Leviticus 19, 1 and 2, which is the beginning of the Torah portion entitled Kedoshim, Yehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel and say to them, Be set apart, for I, Yehovah, your Elohim, am set apart. Most English Bibles translate this passage as, Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to all the children of the congregation of the sons of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy, for I am the Lord your God, am holy. So we see that set apart and holy mean the same thing. And we are to be holy. Does this sound like the Messiah came to give his life to atone for our sins, only to have us remain sinners, albeit saved by grace? Does it sound like the Messiah and his father taught that we cannot stop sinning no matter how hard we try? And can we be holy or set apart if we're still sinning? Has both Father and Son set the bar so high that we cannot hope to accomplish that which they have commanded us to do? Are we doomed to fail? The answer is an adamant no. Being unable to master sin and keep and teach others to keep even the least commandments, these are man's thinking. These are man's teachings, not our Father's and not His Son's. Now, granted, learning to walk blamelessly and being holy before Yehovah and Messiah Yeshua is not something that's going to happen overnight or quickly. It's something we must work at every day. And I would argue that it's among one of the most important things for us to work at if we are to be blameless and holy. Can we truly be Kedoshim, holy ones, to our Father? If you believe Father and Son, the answer is yes. If you believe man, the answer is no. Either way, it's important to understand what it means to be holy. Now, some believe that holy means to somehow be consecrated in a heavenly or spiritually sense. It's somehow very mystical and has all of being something beyond human capabilities. But to a Hebrew, it's something very different. Holy is translated from the word Kadesh, which means to be set apart. Yehovah is set apart, but what is he set apart from, if not from the ways of this earthly world, man's ways and man's sins? As he explained to the prophet Isaiah, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. That's from Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. What man has somehow forgotten is that our Father calls on us to rise up to His standards, not bring Him down to man's standards, which are nothing more than excuses for not obeying Him. Now, this week's Torah portion reveals some of the ways that we must live in order to be set apart, or as Yochanan said, to become the children of Elohim. Keep in mind that most Hebrew words are formed from three-letter root words called the Shoresh, and Shoresh actually means root. The root for the word Kadesh means to prepare for a task or to dedicate all of one's resources. Since being set apart or holy is something Yudhevavet requires of us, it must be something that we can accomplish. What is the task that we must be prepared to undertake that will require all of our resources to accomplish? One passage that answers that question is Exodus 19, 5 and 6. 
And now if you diligently obey my voice and shall guard my covenant, then you shall be my treasured possession above all the peoples. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a reign of priests and a set-apart nation, a holy nation. Kepha, the apostle Peter, repeated Yah's word in his first letter to those who were in the dispersion of his day when he wrote, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a set-apart nation, a people for a possession, that you should proclaim the praises of him who calls you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. If we are to be his set-apart, holy, kadosh nation, above all the other peoples of the earth, then we must learn to diligently obey him and guard his covenant. And that's the same covenant established at Mount Sinai that was renewed with us through Messiah Yeshua's crucifixion and resurrection. And remember, the definition of holy or set apart is not only to prepare for this task, but that we dedicate all our resources to accomplishing this. As Yedevavhe declared in Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5, Hear, O Israel, Yedevavhe Elohim, Yedevavhe is one. And you shall love Yedevavhe, your Elohim, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And as we study some of the commandments in Leviticus 19 and 20, ask yourself what is more important in your life than loving Yedevavhe Elohim with all your heart, soul, and might, following his commandments just as Messiah Yeshua does. Now, beginning in Leviticus 19, Parsha Kedoshim lists some of the things Yodei requires of his chosen ones. And judge for yourself whether or not it's possible to do what he has commanded us. In verse 3, he says, Each one of you should revere his mother and father. Also in verse 3, he says, And guard my Sabbath. Now, his Sabbaths include the annual Sabbath as well as the weekly Sabbath. And notice that verse 3 concludes with, I am Yudhei your Elohim. Yudhei represents our Father's attribute of mercy, while Elohim is his attribute of strict judgment. And when he says he is Yudhei our Elohim, it indicates that when we guard his commandments, he tempers his judgment with mercy. Then in verse 4, he says, Do not turn to idols nor make mighty ones for yourselves. The Hebrew text actually Raise not to make the mighty ones for yourselves, which indicates specific mighty ones or mighty ones for a specific reason. Then in verse 19, he says, Do not reap the corners of your field or gather every grape from your vineyards. Leave some for the poor and the gur. The word gur refers to a Gentile who is grafting into the Hebrew people and becoming a part of the Mount Sinai covenant. And in most cases, the gur has had to leave everything behind his family, his religion, his work, his livelihood, everything, to become a Hebrew. This means he would come into this covenant with little or nothing. And here, Yodavave seems to be making sure he is provided for. In fact, there is a command not to oppress the girl that's in, found in Exodus 22.1, 23.9, and then in the prophet Zechariah 17. Verse 11, he says, Do not steal. That's from the Hebrew word ganav, which means to kidnap. Being set apart from the world means we're not allowed to take anything that doesn't belong to us. In verse 11, he also says, do not lie, which is translated from a Hebrew word that means to deal falsely, to lie deliberately or express a falsehood. And in verse 11, he actually adds, do not deceive one another, which is from the same root word as lie. In verse 12, he says, 
Do not swear falsely by his name and so profane the name of your Elohim. Everything we do and every word we speak is an expression to the world of the value we place on being in covenant with Yehovah our Elohim and our love for him and for our Messiah Yeshua. We should endeavor to never say or do anything we would not say or do if we were standing in his presence, which we always are. In verse 13, do not oppress your neighbor or rob the wages of him who is hired. But then in verse 17, we're specifically told, do not hate your brother in your heart, which could and should include anyone who is also in covenant with Yehovah, that is your brother. Now, the root word for hate can mean, it actually mean to hate, but it also could mean to reject. If you'll remember, Yehovah once said that he loved Yaakov, but he hated Esau. He rejected Esau. Then in verse 17, we're told to reprove our neighbor for certain and bear no sin because of him. Yah had much to say about being a watchman in the writings of Ezekiel. To see someone sinning and not warn them, even if they refuse to listen to you, is to share in their sin. Now John, in 1 John chapter 5, warned about doing more than just praying for someone sinning sins that are sinned unto death. When someone's sinning a sin unto death, we are required. We must go to them and warn them. And verse 18 kind of follows up on verse 17. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. Hopefully you love yourself enough that you don't want to die in your sin. You should love your neighbor the same way. And then verse 19, he's very clear. Guard my laws. Which ones? Every one of them that apply to you, even the least ones, and teach them to others. Verse 26, do not destroy the corner of your beard, which is not a prohibition against shaving. Consider this. In Leviticus 14, 8 and 9, once a priest had declared a metzor. Now, metzor in most English Bibles is translated as a person that has leprosy, but that's not the same thing as a metzorah or zarat. But that person, once he's declared clean, is required to shave all the hair off his head, his beard, and his eyebrows, even all the hair he shaves off. Number 618, when a Nazarite completes his vow, he's required to shave the hair of his head as well. Not destroying the corner of your beard refers to a pagan practice of plucking out all the hair so that it doesn't grow. It was part of the pagan rituals. And we're not to learn the ways of the Gentiles. And then in verse 30, once again, he says to guard his Sabbath, which is the seventh day of the week. Not the first, not the third, not the fourth, not the fifth. It's the seventh day of the week. He warned us in verse 31 not to turn to mediums or seek after spiritists to be defiled by them. Mediums, horoscopes, palm readers, we're to have nothing to do with them. And then verse 32 Rise up before the gray-headed and favor the face of an old man, and you shall revere your Elohim. Now, there's two ways of looking at that verse. There's two commandments, there are three. Two commandments, one is to rise up before the gray-headed, and the second one is to favor the face of an old man, and in doing those two, you shall revere your Elohim. There was a day when parents taught their children to stand when an elderly person entered the room, offer them your chair, and to say, yes, sir, and no, sir, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. Whether they knew it or not, they weren't just teaching us to be polite. They were teaching us to guard one of Yah's commandments. And then in verse 37, it kind of sums up what enables a person to be 
holy, to be set apart, as Yudhei Elohim is set apart. And you shall guard all my laws and all my right rulings and do them. I am Yudhei When the Hebrews and the mixed multitude stood before Yudhei Elohim at Mount Sinai and heard the words of his covenant, they declared, All that Yudhei has spoken we shall do and obey. They made that declaration three times. Exodus 19.8, Exodus 24.3, and then finally in Exodus 24.7. We should consider making the same declaration to our Father. In addition to these laws, his laws include providing for widows and orphans, returning lost items to their owners. You know the old adage, finders, keepers, losers, weepers? Well, guess what? That is not our Father's way. It is not in his word or from him. He also instructs us about eating clean diets and avoiding eating unclean animals, not to commit adultery and other forms of sexual misconduct. Imagine what this world would be like if everyone simply guarded and kept Yedevavhe's commandments. Traditionally, it's taught that there are 613 commandments in the Torah, but no one's required to keep all 613, if that is an accurate accounting. You are only required to keep the ones that apply to you. And it is your responsibility to study and know the commandments that apply to you. And as you study his commandments, ask yourself two questions. One, which of his commandments that apply to you are too hard for you to keep? And two, if you find one that applies to you that is too hard to keep, ask yourself why it's too hard for you to keep. And be honest with yourself. Man has taught for generations that the commandments of our Father in Heaven are just too difficult, too hard for man to keep. But hear the word of yod heh himself. For this command which I am commanding you today, it is not too hard for you, nor is it far off. It is not in the heavens to say who shall ascend into the heavens for us and bring it down to us and cause us to hear it so that we do it. Nor is it beyond the sea to say who shall go over the sea for us and bring it to us and cause us to hear it so that we do it. For the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, to do it. See, I have set before you today life and good and death and evil. And I and that I am commanding you today to love yet a your Elohim, to walk in his ways and to guard his commands and his laws and his right rulings. And you shall live and increase, and Yudhei your Elohim, shall bless you in the land which you go to possess. That's a quote from Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 11 through 16. As difficult as it may be to hear, our Father in heaven and his Son, our Messiah Yeshua, have called us to walk blamelessly before him, guarding even the least of his commandments. They have also called on us to be holy, to be set apart from the ways of the world. The only way to do that is by accepting Messiah Yeshua as our Redeemer and returning to guarding our Father's commandments, even the least of them. Sadly, this is often is going to require that we go against teachings and traditions we were raised with. But you must decide who you believe. You believe the Father and His Son and the words that they taught are the teachings and traditions of man that have been handed down to us for generations. 
This is Joseph Bulwer, and I thanks for listening. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to contact me at mravyosef at gmail.com. That's M-R-A-V-Y-O-S-E-F at gmail.com. Have a blessed Sabbath and Shabbat Shalom.